Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about cortisol and is cortisol blocking your weight loss? So sit back and relax and welcome to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. So we're speaking all about cortisol today. Uh, The reason we're kind of going through this topic is because we speak to a lot of women who are over 40, who know that they've got some extra pounds that they want to shift. They're in the situation where their clothes are getting tighter and tighter every single year. They're living in kind of those stretchy clothes or black baggy items and choosing things to cover up problem areas rather than choosing what they actually want to wear and what they like to wear. They're struggling with achy joints. They feel tired and lethargic and they're relying on things like coffee and sugar just to get them through the day. And what's more, when, when they do get a burst of motivation to lose weight, they find that they're working really, really hard. They decide that this time is going to be different. They cut out all of the bad foods, all of the drink. They spend hours prepping healthy meals, often eating separately to, from the family, and try doing hours and hours of sweaty cardio, hit training, jogging, um, and going back to the gym. But then they step on the scales at the end of a really busy week and find that that number has barely moved. Sometimes it may have even gone up. And maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you've, you've found yourself in this situation yourself where you're trying everything, you want to lose weight, you're over 40, but, but it's not moving, it's just creeping up. And many women that we speak to assume that this is kind of all just part of the aging process. That it's, it's just an unavoidable part of getting older. And some women even just kind of start to accept that feeling tired, feeling frumpy is just how it's going to be for the rest of their lives. But the reality is over 40, there are significant significant kind of hormonal changes happening. And the way that women's bodies react to those hormones hormones is difficult, is different too. We're going to go through all of that today. But basically these changing hormones that happen when you go over 40 combined with a stressful lifestyle, when you're juggling family responsibilities, you're also dealing with the pressures of a busy job. Many of the women we work with have quite high powered, like stressful careers. It's enough to completely put the brakes on any weight loss that you want to see if you don't know the right strategies to tackle that. But the good news is that it is possible to lose weight despite all of these factors. And we've worked with thousands of women over 40 inside of our Fit Over 40 program who have done just that. So in today's episode, we're going to explain what hormonal changes happen to women over 40 and how you can lose weight, how you can get the results you want in spite of seeing those changes. Yeah, so everyone kind of knows about, I think the menopause is very well known now. You know, even men have a bit of an understanding of it, but certainly women know that that's something inevitable that's going to happen at some point which is where the female sex hormones um, slowly stop being released during perimenopause. It kind of slows down and then they stop being released. Um, But people know about that and that does have a significant impact. And it's one of the things we work on in our Fit Over 40 program is that side of things. But what they generally overlook is this stress hormone called cortisol. And is this stress hormone cortisol, is it a good or a bad thing? A lot of people are not quite sure about this. And here's the thing, a lot of people think it's only bad, 
But in short bursts, cortisol is actually quite a beneficial hormone. It's quite a beneficial thing. Like, for example, if you do exercise, cortisol is released, and this helps with uh, breaking down your muscles and building them back stronger. So it helps to rebuild those muscles. It helps to release fat from your fat cells as well. If you do a little bit of exercise, it kind of triggers a couple of those processes. And interesting as well, there's lots of other things it does, but it also helps to form memories. And it's something that's released when you get stressed. And it's why we tend to remember stressful events really, really clearly, but we don't really tend to remember the happy times very clearly at all. However, so in short bursts, cortisol can be beneficial, but if cortisol is elevated all the time, which is what's called chronically elevated in kind of medical terms, so this means these stress levels are high and they stay high most of the time, there's a lot of negative side effects to that. So one of the negative side effects is what's called insulin resistance. And insulin is a, is a hormone that's kind of a storage hormone. It's released when we eat, especially when we eat carbs. But if this is elevated all the time and, and um, we can't kind of process it properly, it encourages fat storage. And it especially encourages fat storage around the middle, like that visceral fat that's not very healthy. It encourages that and it can kind of manifest itself as that middle-aged spread when you know you start to get that middle-aged spread your waistband starts getting tighter and tighter your body shape starts to change some of that could be actually not just from aging but also from high stress levels causing this high cortisol levels so that's one of the disadvantages another one is this what we call leptin resistance so again i know there's a lot of big words here but leptin is a uh, a hunger hormone and when we get resistant to it it means we don't it doesn't work properly because it's always being elevated what means what this means is we feel hungrier all the time but cravings for comfort foods also go up a lot so if you find that you're really stressed out you may also find that you're craving sugar you're craving that bag of crisps you're craving that takeaway something like high in fat high in salt high in sugar to satisfy that need and a lot of that need is also coming from this chronically high stress hormone called cortisol now there's a couple of other things as well i'll let ben run through these so, so we can keep this interesting. So there's a couple of other side effects as well that you can have if cortisol levels are really high. So the other thing that can happen is your thyroid function can decrease. So what that can mean is that can then slow your metabolism and it can make it more difficult to use weight. So you know, your thyroid and your thyroid hormones are literally making it more difficult for your body to get rid of fat. Um, another thing that can happen with that high, that, that high cortisol it's just a reduction in bone density. So that's not necessarily what you want when you're getting older because, you know, it's going to make you more susceptible to, um, you know, to joint pains and to having issues later in life. So the thing that causes this cortisol to be chronically elevated is basically it's going to be, you know, the main things for women over 40 that we deal with are like constant work stress and constant family stress. They're kind of the inputs that are coming in because a lot of the women that we work with not only you know, have they worked, you know, they've kind of worked their way up in their career, taking on more and more responsibility and more and more stress as they've moved up. At the same time, they've also got this, this stress of family life. And as their kids are getting older um, and that life is just very, very complicated in that environment, um, you know, they, their family stress is, is as elevated as their work stress. So it's kind of a double, double whammy effect there. But it's not just the obvious things that make those cortisol levels higher. There are a load of other things that make it worse. So stress is kind of, you've got to look at it as, as almost one thing. So we think of stress as like the stress of work or the stress of family life, but there are loads and loads of other external factors, which you may not 
call them stress, but the body sees those as stress when they come in. So other things that make it worse is when you get older, you're, you become more sensitive to stress. So your ability to deal with stress actually decreases. So from the same amount of stress from work and from family life, you will have more negative effects from it just as a result of getting older. The second thing that can make it worse is actually just being a woman. So women generally have three time, a three times higher stress response than men as they get older. So as a woman, you, you need to be more careful about you know, limiting the amount of stress that comes in and dealing with the stress that comes in in a clever way because you will be more sensitive to that stress and to the negative effects of that. Other things that can impact it are lack of sleep, which can obviously also be a problem for women who are heading towards the menopause. Disturbed sleep is a very, very common thing that can happen. Um, drinking alcohol. So people tend to, to kind of drink to de-stress, but this is almost a myth because long-term, if you drink alcohol on a regular basis, it will, it will raise your internal stress levels. So your, your levels of that cortisol, that stress hormone will go up if you drink alcohol regularly. Another one that can be very, very counterproductive for people who are trying to lose weight and who are trying to see results with their fitness is if you do very low calorie dieting, that can also raise your stress hormones. That can be a nightmare for people who try these kind of low calorie approaches I know there's, you know, these 800 calorie approaches, very trendy at, at the moment. 1200 calories is another number that seems to crop up again and again. But these low calorie diets, your body sees that as almost like we're starving um, and it will raise your stress levels as a, as a result of that food intake decreasing. Um, another one that can be very confusing is that high intensity exercise can also be seen as a form of stress from by your body. So if you're thinking you want to lose some weight, you've already got a stressful life with this work, with family, with lack of sleep, everything else. Um, and you think I'm going to lose weight by doing some high intensity exercise. Your body just sees that as what you're doing. You're just adding more stress to an already really, really stressful lifestyle. And then that can prevent you from seeing any results. And um, there's a few more here. So the next one is caffeine. So we do find that when people tend to be really stressed when they tend to be really, really busy, they will use caffeine to keep their energy levels high and to keep their productivity high. The problem with that is, although it may allow you to in the, in the short term, maybe, you know, feel less tired and have a bit more focus. Um, it is just going to raise your cortisol levels long-term. You're going to feel more and more and more stressed. And then there's two more here. So the next one is dehydration. So basically anything you do to your body, which could, which it would see as, kind of unhealthy is going to cause it to is going to cause your body stress so if you're dehydrated and i know a lot of people that i work with they kind of rush around all day they don't they barely get a minute to sit down and they hardly ever think oh i should probably drink a nice big glass of water um most i would say most people that we work with they really say that they struggle with their with their water intake which is something that we help them with but yeah the body sees dehydration as a form of stress as well and then the final one which is quite relevant at the moment is just staying in the house all day. So getting fresh air and going out and, you know, going for a walk has a massive impact in terms of bringing stress levels down. So if you do the opposite and you're staying in the house all day, you're working from home, you're staying inside. So you're not having to commute anywhere. Um, and you're also not deciding to go out and take regular walks and regular breaks. That's going to keep your stress levels higher as well. So there are loads and loads of different factors there, but basically, 
anything that your body perceives as being kind of unhealthy or difficult is going to cause you to feel stress in terms of your hormones. And I think the interesting point that you made there, actually talking about hydration, I'm now craving a glass of water. I don't know <laughs> why that now is, but I feel really thirsty suddenly. But the interesting point you, you made there that I think it's really important to emphasize is that it doesn't matter where the source of stress comes from. So if it's emotional stress, if it's psychological stress, if it's um, the stress of dieting or exercise, your body interprets all of this stress in the same way internally. You might not feel it's the same, but it all adds up to in the same way in terms of your what's called total stress. And you can imagine this total stress is like a bath. So you've got a bath and you've got the taps on. What you ideally want to be doing is the tap comes on for a bit and then you turn the tap off, you have a bath and then you drain it out. That's what that kind of short term cortisol spikes are like. And that's healthy. That's not a problem. What a lot of people are doing is they've got the taps on full blast and the plugs in and they're never taking the plug out. So it's already on full blast and then they throw in some more things. So let's say you're already, um, you're already working really hard. You've already got a lot of family stress looking after the kids or looking after maybe older parents or both. I know a lot of our clients do both. You're then struggling, you know, you're getting older as well. So your body is not dealing with that stress so well. As Ben said, three times, this increase in stress response is three times worse in women as it gets older, um, as you get older. And then you go, wait, I want to lose weight as well. So already this bath is nearly full. It's like nearly at the brim. The amount of stress that you're dealing with is already pretty high. And you probably know that feeling. And then what it's like is if you then go and do a really low calorie diet, you start doing loads of intense exercise, which is what's kind of trendy now. It's like getting a bucket full of water and throwing it into that bath that's already at the brink. And that bath is going to overflow and it's going to cause a real mess. And it's the kind of same thing will happen with your body. It's not going to work. I'm going to throw in all that stress and your body and the cortisol, you know, your cortisol levels are already really, really high. They're going to spike even higher and it's going to cause all of those problems. Like Ben said, with your thyroid, with cravings, with um, unable to being able to shift the fat and that middle-aged spread all happening. So you might be thinking you're making it better with, I need to do something healthy like exercise, but actually the wrong type and too much is going to actually make things worse, not better. And the same with low calorie dieting. Actually, you're putting stress on your body by dieting. Even though losing weight would probably make it make you healthier long-term, short-term, doing that extreme approach is going to make you less healthy and it's going to probably stop you seeing any results. And we've, we've seen it with loads of clients, haven't we, Ben? We've had clients doing five, six gym classes a week and eating like a thousand calories a day and their weight doesn't change. And then when we help them to, to do a bit less and to find a healthier balance to bring that overall stress level down, the weight starts to shift. So how do you actually avoid the cortisol trap then? So inside our program, I'll let Ben run, run you through what these things kind of look like, but we use a system called the F3 formula. And this helps to bring that cortisol level down or it helps you to see progress without elevating it any further. So it kind of brings it down and then the exercise and nutrition side we do keep it at that healthy level, which isn't going to stop you losing weight. Yeah, so that F3 formula then is basically broken down into three, three Fs, if you like. So the first F is fitness. So fitness is kind of a thing that everybody focuses on when they think I need to lose weight. They think, what do I need to do for exercise? Or what do I need to do with nutrition? I mean, some approaches only, only focus on nutrition um, and some approaches probably only focus on exercise. But I believe that you need to do both of them. It's a combination of both and a balance of both that's going to get you the best possible results. So exercise-wise then, in terms of this fitness, 
The key here is to do low impact exercise. So what we recommend for our clients is low impact strength training around about three times a week. So the, the real benefit of doing this type of training is it minimizes the stress response because if you're doing kind of low impact exercise, you're not getting your heart rate really, really high. You're not kind of jumping around. You're not getting into a position where you're just in a puddle of sweat on the floor. Um, you can keep that stress level nice and low. And then the other side of it, the strength training element, the reason that's important is because that strength training helps to build muscle. Um, it also helps to combat bone losses, but it's also very, very effective for burning body fat and for getting those results. So, you know, high and in, high intensity exercise does burn a load of calories. Hit training can be great. Um, you know, doing loads and loads of cardio, running, cycling, whatever can be really, really good if you're just trying to burn calories. And for people who are younger, who don't necessarily have to watch their stress levels so much, that can be a brilliant way for them to see results. Um, so like, there's nothing wrong with high intensity exercise. It's just, you've got to do what's appropriate for you. And when you're old, when you're more sensitive to stress and stress is really something you need to watch out for, it's doing that low impact exercise is, is really what's going to get you the best, the best type of result. Um, but the key is it's got to be low impact, but it's also got to be effective. So, you know, you could do low impact exercise. You could just do some really, really gentle stuff. It probably wouldn't really get you any results. You can't just do like, oh, you know, I walk the dog today. That's my exercise. Yeah, so it's good to get out of the house and walk the dog and de-stress, but that's not going to be enough to, um, to actually make some real serious changes in terms of dropping dress sizes, in terms of shrinking your waist, in terms of getting to where you want to be. So it's about finding that balance with exercise where it's low impact, but it's also really, really effective for burning body fat. The second element then of fitness is nutrition. So what should you eat? So the focus really should be on eating healthy foods about 80% of the time. So we don't recommend anybody just completely cut foods out completely. We don't say ban carbs, ban all fats, um, cut calories down, never have alcohol again, never have sugar again. We just say try and eat healthy foods 80% of the time. And you know, that, that's going to be enough for most people so that you get all the vitamins and all the minerals and all the fiber and everything that your body needs to stay healthy. But it's also really sustainable because it means you can go out for dinner, you can have meals with your family, you can enjoy eating the things that you, that you, that you like, you can have the occasional glass of wine, uh, the occasional bit of chocolate, you can go to your friend's birthday party and you party and you can have some of the cake, you don't have to be that person that says no all the time. But you can still be healthy and you can still get the results you want. So food-wise, just eat healthy most of the time. So it's a pretty moderate approach. Um, the other thing that's really, really important is to hit a sweet spot with calories. So you probably already know that the way to lose weight, well, the way to gain weight is you eat way more food than your body needs and you put on loads of body fat. The way to lose weight is you eat less food than your body needs and your body uses that body fat um, that, you, that you're holding for energy. So that then it reduces the amount of body fat you have. But it's really important to hit at the right point with calories where it's low enough for you to see the results in terms of losing body fat but not so low that it causes that stress response we talked about earlier where the body's like, you know, there's no food coming in and it starts ramping up your stress hormones because of that. So for our clients, we basically work this out. We, we take into account, you know, people's lifestyle, um, obviously their weight, their height, their age, like generally how much body fat they've got to lose. We look at all of these things and we figure out what do we think is going to be that sweet spot for them. We come up with a starting point. And then as they go through, we constantly, we tweak that and we change that and we adjust that as needed to always keep them at that point where, 
we're not cutting calories down so low that we're raising their stress hormones, but we are making them low enough that they're seeing really good consistent results and that they're stepping on the scales every week and they're seeing that number coming down. They're seeing the inches coming off and they're moving to where they want to be. So fitness wise, then it's, it's just kind of really a moderate approach, kind of a, almost a gentle approach, which avoids ramping up your stress hormones, but it's also very effective in reducing body fat and getting people to where they want to be. Then, Moving into the next F sense, that was the fitness side of things. The next Fs are family and fun. And I'll talk about these kind of together combined. So inside of the family and fun elements of the program, we focus on two things. So the first thing we focus on is mindset. So everyone that works with us follows a daily mindset routine, which is it's quick, it's easy. It doesn't take very long to go through, but it will release the stress from work. It will release the stress from family. Um, It will allow people to process through stressful thoughts and to just generally bring that stress level down so that then their cortisol levels can be kept nice and low, which means that all that fitness stuff can actually work. Because if if you just do the fitness stuff with somebody and then their life is ridiculously stressful, they're working crazy hours, getting no sleep, all of those other things are ramping their stress levels up, they can still see absolutely no results. So it's really important to focus on keeping that stress level low, Um, not only with the type of exercise and nutrition that you do, but also like actively managing it with, with mindset work. And then the final element of this family and fun section is basically me time. time. So we encourage all of our clients to take some quality time out each week away from work. Um, maybe even away from family as well. I mean, it's, it's important. You can have me time. That's kind of with the family where you, you don't have phones. You could have a date with your partner. You could have a really quality time day out with your kids. But we also encourage them to just have time away for themselves, even if that's just kind of having a relaxing bath, reading a book, um, you know, booking a, a massage or something, just having some time to themselves to relax and to de-stress and not have to worry about work, not have to worry about the family um, and just allow, allow them to recover in terms of their own stress levels. So yeah, yeah I'll, I'll let you go through this, through this story now, this example. Yeah, so I've got a client, um, Becky, who I speak to every week and um she she's actually done a really good job with creating this me time for herself and it's something she's worked on with her partner so they've got kids they've got relatively young kids and they've come up with an agreement that he will have one evening a week where he gets his me time and she will have one evening a week where she gets hers and with her uh, me time she does some evening yoga so she does like a zoom yoga class with a friend who, who takes yoga classes um, she'll go on a walk and she also reads a book. I think even last week she went out for dinner on her own, which is um, something she just said was really relaxing to do. It doesn't always do it, but she went out for dinner on her own, took a book with her um, and, and just went somewhere to get away from it all. Cause she's got a very stressful life with, with kids. She works full time. Um, and by doing this, along with all the other strategies that Ben's talked about, Becky's actually gone from a size 12 to a size six in something. So she's a size six in her jeans now. She just bought some size six jeans last week um, and she was telling me about it. And that's pretty, it's been a pretty amazing transformation to see. And I don't, we can't underestimate how important her changing her lifestyle and and how she approaches things like stress um, has been with using the F3 formula that Ben's just described. Yeah, there's, um... There's actually quite a few people now on the uh, on the Facebook asking a few questions. I mean, you don't usually ask questions, but I think there's some there's quite some good ones on here. Um, wow, yeah, just a few. Yeah, Dawn says totally relatable. Also, the stress that social media and phones and current life changes are helping to flood the cortisol into us all. 
yeah, I think this is kind of more relevant than ever with everything that's going on with, you know, coronavirus. Um, you know, there's been loads and loads of stress over the past 12 months. We had like stuff going on with Brexit, with elections, with coronavirus. Um, it's all just kind of ramping everybody else, everybody's kind of natural stress level up to a higher level than it normally would be, which makes it even more difficult than, than it normally would be to see results um, in terms of fitness if stress is an issue for you. So that's, that's a really good point as well. Um, Lena, Lena Fish says, what do you mean in terms of older? At what age will those stress factors start to increase? That's a good question. I hope Ben's turning to me for that. It's, yeah. it's hard to say exactly because it's, it's not like one size fits all. But what we've found is um, with clients in their 40s, it's really much more noticeable. I think partly because, as Ben said, people tend to be quite advanced in their career at that point, a lot of the people we work with. Um, and they've also got kids that are like a fairly tricky age, some people, and they've also got aging parents. There's a lot of stressful things going on. So it seems to just become a lot more obvious then. It may not be exactly the same in terms of different people's cortisol levels. Like there is a lot of variation person to person, but the, the most kind of the most significant way you can kind of figure out if this is happening for you is, is if you've tried to do things that used to work fitness wise and they don't seem to be working anymore, that's a pretty good indicator that this is the stress factor and, and you're stressed out. This stress factor is having an impact on you. Um, if things that used to work, are no longer working and stuff like that. And also just, just by gut feeling, I know someone else said, I think um, Dawn said, how can you measure your cortisol levels? You can have it measured at the doctor, but it's, it's kind of a, probably not necessary for most people. Like you can have a blood test and they, they may tell you, but you probably know. And I think from what you've said here, Dawn, you probably know if that's the case, if you are always running on, you know, you're always feeling pretty stressed out, pretty worried or pretty anxious or, you know, just feel like the pressure's on you all the time and you barely have a time for any time for yourself and you barely have a break. It's likely that is the case. And as we said, it's the, the increase in this stress response increases three times faster in women as you get older as well. So again, it's much more prevalent in women than it is in men. Another thing women I think have a bit more difficult than men, I have to say. Um, so it, it's not something I, I think you have to go to the doctor to get checked. It's something that happens to all women. It's just whether you, you think you'll have a stressful lifestyle or not. If you, uh, you know, you live on your own or maybe you just live with your partner and you have a job that's pretty straightforward, you don't find it stressful, you don't have much pressure and you have lots of sleep, you have loads of time outside, lots of, you know, you have a, you, you have a pretty simple life like that. It's probably not an issue. But if you know you feel the pressure regularly and you're struggling to lose weight, I think it's, it's uh, very likely that it could be contributing to, to what's going on. Any more comments? I think Esme said here, I had a uh, DHEA test to measure mine. You have to get a referral from a health practitioner. I got referred by my osteopath. So I'm guessing um, Esme had, um, you had some side effects or something that was making your osteopath think that maybe you do need to get these levels checked. Um, but again, a lot, a lot of the time you can do these things by, um, by just reading the signs yourself as well. I think everyone wants to have a test to have it diagnosed, but this, this is basically something that unless you have an easy life, it's probably happening for you, I would say, to a degree. Obviously, it may be different to someone else, but it's, it's something you need to worry about as you get older. And Ben and I were talking about actually before this episode how few years back we had a program called trinity transformation academy and we tried a different style of workout in there we didn't just specialize in over 40s at this point 
and they were more intense exercise, like workouts, more high intensity type stuff. And we saw much worse results with the over 40 people. So that was, again, is a good demonstration of how you do need an approach that suits you and your lifestyle right now, not just a generic approach that, you know, has worked for someone else. Are there any more comments? Lena said, great response. Thank you. No worries. And Dawn said, thank you. Great to see so much interaction on the Facebook today. Yeah, very good. So we have a couple of testimonials, so I'll let you run through them, Ben. So we've got a couple of bits of feedback from clients who have we have worked with on, on these kind of things. So Ben, why don't you run through through a couple of them? Yeah, so first one is from Louisa, who is 46 and from Staffordshire. Uh, she was working a full-time in a busy desk job, managing a team of scientists, and her weight had crept up and up over the years. So she found that she was turning to food when things got stressful, and had given up on all exercise. And since turning 40, she felt like it was easier to gain weight and harder to lose it again. She owned a horse and used to love riding it, but was no longer riding it because of the excess weight. And she had an exercise bike and a running machine at home, which she was using as clothes errors rather than using them you know, for their intended purpose. So she had arthritis in her foot um, from an old horse riding injury. And this was stopping her from being able to do that high impact exercise. So the exercise and diets that she had tried in her younger years were no longer an option and she didn't really know what to do next. Her weight was at an all-time high of 107.3 kilos. That's about almost about 17 stone. And she felt completely stuck and she was running out of options. But what happened next was really, really amazing. So Louisa, she completely changed her relationship with food and with exercise and she was able to lose three stone and four pounds over 24 weeks, which is amazing progress. And here's what she said, here's that kind of her testimonial. So she said, I've got so many wins, it's difficult to pick them. I guess reprogramming my new habits, disconnecting food from emotion and feeling stronger. In the last four weeks, I've lost six inches total and since the start, 24 inches. Weight-wise, the last four weeks, I've lost 5.6 pounds and that's three stone, four pounds from the start. So I'm now 13 stone, eight, uh, 86.7 kilos. And I brought my BMI down from 32.5 to 32.5 down from 40.3 at the start yeah we're just waiting so i'm i'm louise's coach and i'm just waiting for that bmi to like tip into the um under 30 sort of category which is the next category down again so she went from severely obese to obese to i think probably this week she'll be going into the overweight category yeah um, then it's not far to go to get into the the healthy category as well which is awesome So we've got one, one more testimonial here um, from Patricia Fox, um, who's been a long-term Trinity member. So the important thing to stress about Patricia really is, I don't know why I said stress, because our words on my mind clearly. Patricia's two or three years on from this and she's still maintained this now. So she's still inside our community, she's still helping people out and she's, she's still maintained these results. So what Patricia said, and Patricia, to give a bit of background, Patricia owns her own um, very successful landscape gardening business. There's a lot of pressure. She's the director running the whole thing. Um, and she said, I got really out of control in terms of my weight, my health and my stress levels. I think when I joined Trinity as a proper size 14, I'm now a size eight, which is beyond what I wanted to achieve. My marriage is a lot better. I'm much happier with that side of things. Work-wise, we've had the best year profit-wise that we've ever had. And I don't think it could just be a coincidence. The thing that's changed is me. So Patricia did all that stuff we talked about with the F3 formula. She worked on her mindset. We worked on, you know, reducing stress levels as a whole. And despite that, she's actually been more successful with work than ever because she's more effective and she's much, much more healthy and more energetic as well. 
So I think it's important to consider that just by kind of not doing more isn't always more effective to see better fitness results or better results in the rest of your life as well. So Ben, where kind of just to wrap things up, where can people go if they want to find out more about our Fit Over 40 program and the F3 formula and everything we do? If you want to find out more, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can grab all the details there. Awesome. So thank you again so much for joining us for today's episode of the Trinity Podcast, especially those on Facebook commenting live as well. Really, really appreciate those really good questions today. Join us again. Um, We'll be back next week. It'll be on Friday as usual for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast and we'll see you there. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.